Starting and sustaining a business is hard. Whether you're just beginning or have been at it for a while and need a pick-me-up, you're about to get exactly what you need. Welcome to Go For It. Your host is Joe Hausman. Today, you'll hear stories from others on how to keep going and laugh while you learn. Here is your host, Joe Hausman. Hello and welcome to Go For It. This is Joe. So thankful that you're here with me today, this week, this month, this year. It is so exciting to have all of you listening. And thank you for your texts, your messages, your emails, your phone calls. It has just been a true blessing. And, you know, today will be no different because I have a wonderful, wonderful person on as my guest today, but also my dear, dear friend. But, you know, before we get started, I always like to let you know I'm your go for it business strategist. I'm also a speaker and best selling author. My book is called Go For It A Woman's Guide to Perseverance, helping you grow your business and life through the art of mentoring and coaching. And so you can go to my website, joehosman.com. Now, remember, I'm the female Joe. So that's just J-O. So it's joehosman.com. And there, if you put in your name and email, you're going to get a free download. And that is called The Power of a Positive Mindset, right? So it's the seven steps you can start today to have a positive mindset. Mindset. So again, it's The Power of a Positive Mindset. If you go to joehosman.com and you just put in your name and email and that is all yours. And also, if you're looking for maybe a free strategy session, I also offer those as well. So you can just pop in your name and email that will come to uh, the gal that helps me and then we'll get that set up for you. So always wonderful. And thank you again so much for everybody that has done that. I love chatting with all of you. So today, as you know, since I always say I like to reach, to have you reach your full potential, becoming bigger, better, bolder, and stronger. So today is just a wonderful, wonderful day. And I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I have waited for quite a while to bring my friend Linda on my show. So Linda, I'm just going to tell you, she's a true epitome of an entrepreneur. And when I think of farming, I think of entrepreneurship. That is the very first thing I think of when I think of farming or entrepreneurship. And the reason was my mom grew up on a farm in Minnesota. And I remember going over and of course we went over there a lot, but, um, so I, that was my first taste of farming. And then now, of course, having many friends. But Linda is just, I don't know, she's a special, special friend. And a little bit about Linda, because I want to give, I want to really give her the credit she deserves because she works hard. And all farmers work hard, I, I, in my book, because, um, you know, where you're getting fed, that's, you need to thank a farmer. But anyway, Linda grew up on a small family farm with green pastures and a small flowing creek. Oh, that's really cool. That's actually very, sounds really serene. Uh, she has one younger brother and three older sisters who helped her dad outside or their dad outside. Uh, they had pigs and they, they milked cows. They had beef cattle, chickens, sheep, horses. So they had livestock. And, um, but Linda didn't do a lot of that. She did the baking, the house cleaning and Saturday's work, which every Saturday, and I remember my mom saying this too, was cleaning day. So that's dusting, vacuuming, mopping, waxing the floors. And then, um, also polishing shoes and those type of things. So, and then Saturday afternoons, they'd go to the local grocery store and get uh, what her mother had on the list. So Linda didn't really do a lot of the outside work growing up. And she'll, I know she'll tell us more about that when she comes on. But then when she got married, uh, then that kind of turned around. And uh, her and her husband, Lauren, have two adult uh, daughters. And they have four grandchildren. I, I think it's, 
one boy and three girls, but I'll have her tell her that. So, Linda Sylvie, welcome to Go For It. Well, thank you, Joe, and good afternoon. It's my honor and pleasure to be here. Wow. Well, thank I you am for that just... nice introduction. I just want you to know how proud I am of you. And like I said, when I think of farming, I really do think of um, entrepreneurship. And that's why I wanted to bring you on today is talk about women in agriculture and women in business, women in agriculture, women entrepreneurship, because you're the true epitome of it. I mean, here it says you, uh, your husband wanted you to drive the tractor when you guys first started farming and you fought it for a long time, but then you gave in and now you've been doing it for 35 years. And so just tell I us have. a little bit about how all that got started for you. Did, when you were growed up, growed up, when you were growing up, did you ever expect yeah. you were going to um, live on a farm? No. Well, I, I really didn't have a clue what was going to happen. Um, yeah, on the farm, it, we had just a, an awesome small family farm. Um, like, like you mentioned, just a little bit of this and that, and we were happy there. And the greatest thing we raised there was five children and that were grew that grew up on love. And, um, I, like you said, I didn't do much of the outdoor work because my three older sisters, um, I believe were the ones that, um, they were older. So they went outside first, and so I, the youngest daughter, stayed in the house and did, like you said, the the cooking, the cleaning, and the baking. And and so anyway, that as time went on, I met Lauren, and he was he was raised on a farm and just nearby. And uh, so anyway, we got married, and it wasn't very long. Well, we drove we drove truck for our first year of marriage, east oh, to west okay. coast with mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, and so anyway, I learned how to drive a truck. I went to truck driving school, and um, so then we got married, and uh, after a year of uh, driving truck, then we moved to this farm, his his family's, his mom and dad's family farm, because they retired, and so it was quite an undertaking, really. We didn't, we didn't uh, yeah, you grow up on a farm, but there's a lot to learn, so I can remember I was sitting on the sidewalk planting flowers, and Lauren comes up the sidewalk and says, um, I I need you in the field. And I looked at him, and I'm sure I shot daggers at him. But <laughs> I I said, I can't, I can't do that. I've never mm-hmm. driven a tractor before. I can't do it. Mm-hmm. And so, well, he wanted me to be out there. Well, long story short, I got out there, and with a few mishaps, I'll just tell you, I had to pull a wagon away, and when you when you pull hook up to a wagon, there's a, a uh, an attachment that lifts up so you can pull the tongue out, hook it to your tractor, and then you can back up and it'll latch, so then you can pull away. Well, I backed up, and I didn't latch get the thing latched, and so I was going to leave with this load of corn, and so I did, and I pulled the tongue right out of the tractor. <laughs> so that was my <laughs> my first experience with 
<laughs> well, you know, that's just like with any business, you know, we have to try it yeah. and sometimes we just mess yeah. up and then it's from those that we learn that not to do that again or sometimes yeah. like me, it and takes two or three exactly times. that's exactly right. You don't give up because mm-hmm. uh, I also had an experience when I went to the elevator for the very first time. Um, I, I was so, so, so vulnerable and not knowing what I was doing. Lord did explain it to me, but I ended up getting ahead of some fella and, um, I got read the riot act. And so it's like, I come home, I'm not doing this anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, you don't just give up and he wouldn't allow me to give up. But anyway, for, yeah, for 35 years, we've over 35 years, we've been, farmer together and so in fact I put a video together which was really interesting I happen to have pictures of when we first started farming up until today and there is a massive difference so it's very interesting farming is totally technology anymore if you want to some people don't um, but it's a, it's a science anymore I would think so because I remember when I was young and going to my grandma and grandpa's farm and I would either ride on the tractor or ride in the combine. Of course, I was young, so mm-hmm. it didn't bother me as bad, but I remember it would be really hot <laughs> and oh, yep. no air conditioning in yep. them, you know, and, you know, we have to roll down the window, but then all the dust and everything yep. flies in. Um, didn't bother yep. me, of course, then, yeah, a lot of- but... Yeah. Now, oh, of no, course, it would bother were... me a lot more. But but you have air conditioning and stuff now. In that, and like you said, it's all technology now in those tractors. I actually rode with Linda in the tractor here. I think, was it planting or was it harvest? I don't remember. Uh, I think it was spring. I think well, so, I think too. I, I think it was tilling planting. the ground. Yeah. yeah. So let's talk a little bit about that. So ready. when you, uh, when it comes time to plant and harvest... Let's talk a little bit about mm-hmm. that. How do you get the field ready? Because you don't have any livestock, so you don't have any animals, per se, on your farm. No. It's mostly you grow corn and beans, and do you yeah, grow wheat, corn too? corn and soybeans are. Okay. No, we do not. No, nope, okay. we do not. So then um, how, do you get the, how do you get the soil ready, and how does that, how does that all play into when you want to go plant? Okay, so we have, we have two big tractors. One is for the planter. And one is for the tillage equipment, which I run. Uh, the implement that I use is 22 feet wide. That's what I pulled behind my tractor. It's 22 feet wide. Um, on the front um, is on the front of the implement is like a disc gang. There's all discs in the front that lift up the soil. And then there's some cultivator shanks that dig up some more dirt. And then there's uh, a drag that kind of smooths it out and makes it a real nice level piece of uh, dirt that Ben Lauren can plant in. Um, so, but anyway, of course, I didn't have this earlier, but now I have, uh, for several years, I've had what you call this GPS, where you have this screen, it's connected with a satellite, and you... You get it programmed in that screen, the width of your equipment, you know, how much you want to overlap. And once you get that all set up and it, then it's connected with the satellite, then all I have to do is once my tires start turning, it'll connect with the satellite and tell you Then I can push this little button on the screen 
and it'll just take me a perfectly straight shot all the way across the field till the fence. And then when I get about to the fence, this little beeper will go off and says, fence, 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 or shows that. And and so then I can't fall asleep, so then I have to turn around. (laughs) Once I turn around, then it'll it'll show kind of a line where I need to line myself up. And once you're lined up, then you can push the button again, and you're free to go. You can call Joe Hosman if you had to. Well, and I'm glad when you do, because you've done that before when you've been out planting and harvesting, actually. It's just so intriguing to me, the the technology now that's behind, that's inside mm-hmm. all of these tractors and yeah. Yeah. all the machinery that you have, I guess. I don't know all the correct terminology, yeah. but, yeah. you know, really, because you also do the books for your business, because it's a farming business, and... Um, mm-hmm the books mm-hmm. and finances and all that. Yep. So that really, you know, right. translate into a true, true business. And like I said before, when I think of farming, that is true entrepreneurship. When you got into mm. doing the books and doing that, was it, was it hard for you to figure that out? Did you take classes or how did you get into doing that? No, it just went to a deeper level. You know, before we farmed, it was just personal stuff, you know, Electric bill, water bill, whatever you did, we had in town. Well, then once you got into the farm, you had a lot more, um, say, categories to pay your money out of, um, where it went from fuel to seed to chemicals to fertilizer, um, just and equipment. You know, equipment is huge. You pay mega bucks. I mean... There's smaller farmers than us. There's a lot of bigger farmers than us. And, you know, you spend hundreds of thousands of dollars for, to say, a combine, and you use it for one month. Mm-hmm. But you have to have it. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, those are some huge but expenses. No. Yep. But, you know, it we it all works out. And, and um Oh, uh, I was going to say something else, and I forgot what it is right now. Well, have you guys have but, you guys yeah, ever I, had? Oh, have you ever had livestock? Well, not really. You know, when our girls were younger, they enjoyed. They wanted a couple calves, and so and and that was kind of fun. And and uh, but other to say, we had livestock. No, it was just more for fun for the girls oh, sure. Sure. to mm-hmm. tend to and have a little chores and that type of thing. Sure, absolutely. So, but no, no, we haven't. Lauren grew up with livestock. He sure did. But um, sure. once we moved back to this farm, then um, we didn't have any livestock. It's so funny. I have to tell a story. My mom always talks about this rooster that used to chase her. <laughs> <laughs> and she just hated that rooster because it always, like, nipped at her all the time. And, you know, just that yeah. rooster apparently did not like her. And all of a sudden, that rooster wasn't there. <laughs> and all of a sudden, I think they yeah. were having soup that night. My mom was like, what's in the soup? And so they told her, they said, well, you don't have to worry about the rooster anymore. <laughs> but she, that rooster was always, she talks about that even to this day, about that rooster. So, you know, that's impactful when um, those little animals, or oh, big yeah. animals, too, come after you. <laughs> they, Not that they all they do that. They can get but brutal. Just, yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yep. So anyway, yeah, so you guys, we, I had to get eggs. Yeah, go ahead. No, no, I was gonna say you had to get eggs when you were because chickens. So you'd have the eggs. Oh yeah. So yeah, chickens, chickens now is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. 
very yeah. good. Well, well, and we're, we yeah, got about three minutes until break. So, but we're going to talk more about okay. like when we come back after break, we're going to talk more about um, getting into the planting and the harvest and everything that you do. But up until we go to break, I want to talk a little bit more about, you have two daughters um, that were raised on yes. the farm there. Um, and yes. then now they're both married and have children. And yes. do the grandchildren and love they, coming to the farm? Oh, yes. And we love having them. And this pandemic was just the pits. Mm-hmm. You know, you just, oh, the poor, yeah. them poor babies, when they got to come the other day, I just slobbered all over them. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They no, are just adorable. They, She's got the they, cutest they, pictures. Oh, thank you. Well, we sure like them. Um, yeah. But no, it, it's it's fun to have them. They love to be in the tractor, and and um, their mom has driven the tractor already. And um, my our oldest daughter lives in Council Bluffs, and she's not here as much. But when they are up here, they enjoy being with Grandpa and Dad, and and it's just I know my oldest daughter always loved hearing the um, the grain bin fans going. She says, just uh-huh. reminds me of home. So she just, Aww. just a little memory that she keeps. But isn't yeah, that we neat? had two girls that we raised here. Uh-huh. That What's is so that? neat that, you know, because when they she hears that noise, that just reminds her of home. That is so neat. Yeah, the grain bin's going. Yep. Yeah, yeah. The fan's gone. Awesome. Otherwise, we have, we have, um, there's one, two, three, four. I'm, I'm right I'm looking out on the farm. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven big grain bins. Two of them are dryer bins. Mm-hmm. And um, otherwise, they're just grain storage bins. And they have a big fan hooked onto them, ducked up to them, so that it'll it'll move the air through there so that the grain will not spoil as quickly sure, in there. Sure. Well, and when we come back after break, like I said, we're going to talk more about um, the planting and the harvest and then what you guys do after the after the harvest is completed, because I think, you know, the good thing about it is we'll kind of spell out what happens through the course of a year, what happens like from the Mm -hmm. beginning to the end and then kind of what you do, what you guys do at the end. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. I have a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Learn how to maximize your business through the art of a mastermind. Being in a mastermind group can help propel you farther in life and business. Plus, you can also help others in their life and business. A mastermind group is defined as a peer-to-peer mentoring concept used to help members solve their problems with input and advice from the other group members. Since you are listening to the show, there is a place for you in my next mastermind group. For more information, visit johosman.com. Are you tired of being just the status quo? Are you tired of not earning what you are worth? Most of my clients have fear to blame for that. Overcoming fear and feeling empowered helps navigate you to becoming your better self. As one of my clients says, Joe, you are a shining light in a dark world. Wow, that says a lot. Let's get you going to becoming your better self and recognizing when fear and obstacles come into your life. We all have fear and we need to overcome it in order to go for it. Let's help propel you to live your best life. Contact me at joehosman.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. 
You are listening to Go For It. To reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now, back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It. This is Joe with my amazing guest and dear, dear friend, Linda Sylvie. So we are talking about women in agriculture, women in business, but true entrepreneurship with women uh, in farming agriculture. And so Linda has a true business partner, but also who is also her husband. So um, it's just such a great thing to see. And for a 35, 40 year, oh, actually, she got, they got married in 1980 and then they drove truck for a year. So her, I don't know how many years that's been, 39 years maybe. And um, so what I want Linda to talk about now. Yeah. So what I want Lynn to talk about now is like from the start of the year to the end of the year and really where all of that goes. Now, I kind of know, I mean, well, I pretty much know, but maybe there's a lot of you that don't really know what happens on the farm or where, where you think you get the food from, like after the harvest, it goes to the elevator and from the elevator, where does it go? So Linda, take us from mm-hmm. start to finish and what, how that all works into everything that you do because a lot of people I know will go, well, they just plant, then they sit there and don't do anything. Well, that's not true. That's not true at all. Well, there's so much things we're to do. So start, excuse me, Joe, I shouldn't no, interrupt go ahead. you. Go ahead. Yep. Go ahead. Um, actually, um, if I can say this, our, I was going to start in the winter time because that's when you kind of maintain your equipment you know, make sure everything's in, um, you know, working order. That's when we do it. Or you're even just before spring, we do some of it. But Lauren does have a lot, has a fella come once in a while to maintain his equipment, which is huge. So you don't have the breakdowns during the busy season. Um, but what I wanted to say is before harvest already, we're going to start before harvest already. That's when um, he actually buys his seed, his soybean seed and his uh, corn seed, seed corn, um, because that way he can buy um, in perhaps bigger bulk. And when he pays for it that early, then he gets a bigger discount. Um, a bag of seed corn could cost you, which is maybe 50, 60 pounds, I think, is like $250 at least. And if you don't get the discount, of course, it would be more than that. So seed is huge. Um, Soybeans are a little, is like 50, $60, but you you plant a lot more of them in a, per acre than, uh, so that is, that's cheaper. But anyway, you get that. We start buying that already before harvest. So then, okay, let's go into winter, maintain, you uh, go to Texas maybe, no. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, let's go to Texas during the winter or Florida or Arizona. Mm -hmm. Sounds good to me. (laughs) Well, we have, we haven't for a while, but anyway, um, so then comes spring. Of course, you get get the equipment ready, things set up, and I go out into the field, and like I already explained, the back and forth, and... um, and then I get the field ready for Lauren to plant the corn in. We plant the corn first. Oh, okay. And then um, 
So then, um, oh, where was I going? You plant the corn first, and then you do soybeans in another field? Yeah. Oh, what I was going to say is is there's what we call crop rotation. Oh, yes. So where we That's planted, a big one. Yes. Where we planted corn last year, we will plant soybeans in this year. And um, what we do with uh, planting corn, planting soybeans, we'll just go straight into the standing corn stalks from last fall. We don't touch it at all. Oh, and interesting. So, and it's, it's amazing. It saves fuel, and it seems like the yields still come through as good as when you dig it up and spend the time and fuel. Uh, so that's kind of an interesting point. Um, the reason they ha- we have crop rotation is it, uh, oh, it maintains, oh, what do they call that? Soil structure, and it even the has nutrients to do with insects in the soil. and pests. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so just to, trans- to, to get that mixed up together, that's why they do the crop rotation. And so, so anyway, I get the crop, I get the field ready, Lauren plants it, and so once the crops are in, then you wait. And that's one of the, I'll, I'll say that's one of the frustrating points, if I may say it, is the weather. You depend Absolutely. on the weather for a crop. Mm-hmm. Um, then there, oh, there's scouting fields. You need to go out there and look for weeds, insects. And so there's several times that we have an airplane come over and spray the field for bugs. And because otherwise they'll just take it over and fung- there's like fungicide. And I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm not clear on that. What they, if there's something they can, I know last year we had one field that was horrible, but it was kind of a mold that got into our soybeans oh. and it was, it wasn't pretty. Mm-hmm. So, but anyway, we uh, depend on the weather. So then once the crop is ready to go, then we harvest, we get the combine ready. Um, we set, we have two sets of large wagons and we have a truck, a semi truck, a grain trailer. And, um, we take the, we use them to, um, haul everything. We have, like I said, we have seven bins on the yard. We take some to the elevators. Sometimes we take it to an ethanol plant. Um, and that, of course, you need to use the truck, but, um, then once the grain is all in, then okay. Let's uh, how, can, let me you, stop you right there because when you're talking yeah. about planting and when you're talking about harvesting, how long does it take you to plant? I know it, and they usually plant here in the Midwest. You usually plant in April. You try to plant in April, right? Mm-hmm. And then yep. how many days does it take? A week? Does it, it, I suppose it depends on how many acres you have, but because you plant yep. you plant yep. by the acre, right? And um, yep. How long does it take you? And then, so when you plant, is it six months? Because then you basically start harvesting in September, October. I mean, what is that length mm-hmm. of period mm-hmm. for it to grow? You know, that that brings up another topic because the seed that you put in the ground has a maturity date, or I think that's what it's called. It's like, like Lauren will say, 102-day corn. So from the time you put it in the ground, it'll be approximately 102 days. So, you know, you don't want your crop already on the same day. Oh, interesting. So you have a little bit of, Mm -hmm. yeah. 
So you have 102 day, 104 day, or I don't quote me on that, but you want different maturity times because you can't get all your crop out in one day because it's ready. So you have different maturity times for your crop so that, you know, it'll so work the, out better. So the corn, the corn is different than the soybeans. Um, so I didn't realize there was 102. I did not know that. So that's something le- I learned today. I did not know there was a, a maturity time, time frame like that. So yep. Ar- yep, around here, is. they normally say knee high by the 4th of July for corn. Yep. But boy, anymore, mm-hmm. it seems like the corn is way higher than that by the 4th of July. Yeah. 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 So I know one <laughs> it's the, the, the genetics have changed so much anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, I I'll have to tell, we have a piece of ground by the highway and I made a stick man, the size as tall as I am. Mm-hmm. And I put a shirt on him and I put a hat mm-hmm. on him and I put a hand up like he, and he had a yellow old farm glove on and he was waving to everybody going down the highway. But mm-hmm. that fella, the soybeans were up to his shoulders that year. You could hardly oh see. Gosh. All you could see was his head. Wow. So that's how tall that variety of soybean was. Okay. So that was actually pretty amazing. But anyway. That is amazing. So that, then. That's just so a difference. The, yeah. Yeah. For the time frame. And then, you you know, you do the you do the planting. And then you, unfortunately or fortunately, you have to depend on the weather. And um, I think that's mm-hmm. why I, you know, being a farmer would be frustrating for me because each year you don't know what the weather is going to be like. So now when you go to, when you right. go to harvest um, that mm-hmm. 102 days or whatever that is, mm-hmm. when, how long does it take you to harvest? Is it a week? Is it two weeks? And, and you know what, how many, how many acres do you plant? I guess I didn't even ask that. We have, to, uh, uh, Lauren and I together have, well, together, we uh, the two of us farm 900 acres, excuse me, 900 acres that we farm. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, that's that seems like a lot to yeah. me. So, well, well then let's talk it, about it that is. harvest. Yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm, that's a lot of work, I'm sure. So let's talk about the harvest. So how many days does it take to harvest then um, that 900 acres? Um, I usually like to say if you have fairly decent weather, it takes, about a month. Oh, it takes okay for our nine hundred acres. Yeah, yeah, it takes about oh, usually about a month, maybe a little bit shorter than that. You know, there's every year is different. One time we were, I can remember one year we were done the thirteenth of October. Then I can remember one year, the fifth of December, we still weren't done, and it was freezing oh. cold. And you know, it's just so variable with the weather. So you know, and that is very frustrating. Uh, yeah. But, you know, you only can do what you can do. You know, last spring, we had a horrible spring with how wet it was. It was mm-hmm. unbelievable. Middle of June, I think we finally got done planting. But, you know, it all turned out. But there was a lot of wet spots. There was a lot of, you know, the neighbor had a, a he, he sets his wagons out in the field to dump his grain in when he's harvesting. And all of a sudden, there went that wagon. It happened to be on a soft spot, totally tipped over. You know, you don't oh. know. You, and, wow. yeah. Anyway, that was so, just a, one of those years. 
Right. Yeah. And that's, and last year was just, we just had such an extremely wet year. It's just yeah. very frustrating for, I think for everybody, yeah. but especially you guys. Yeah. So when you harvest it, so yeah. when you harvest it, you have to take it to the elevator and the elevator yeah. is where they weigh it. And then they, they decide if yeah. it's wet enough or dry enough for them to take. Is mm-hmm. that right? Yeah. Okay. Okay. We take some to the yard, but there is some that you take into town. So then okay. you um, stroll into town, you wait your turn, make sure you know who you are ahead of behind, <laughs> you know, just for. Yep, that's right. Because they can get long lines. <laughs> they can get really long lines at the elevator of your yeah. grain trucks. Yep. Yeah. So, but anyway, they, they do very well though. They, the, as far as I'm concerned, I think they do very well. Um, harvest is a intense time. But yet, uh, you pull on the scale and you weigh full. You're, you know, it'll probably be up to 90,000 pounds. Usually the weight limit is like 80,000 pounds, but they allow us 90,000 pounds during the harvest season, which is very nice. Um, so then they probe you. They have a probe that they stick in your grain. And then that sucks it through a tube and brings it into the office where they are and they test test it for moisture, they test it for weight, and anyway, from there, it it tells you how many bushels you've had on your load. Um, but first, you have to unload and then weigh empty, excuse me. And then once you are weighed empty, then they can figure out how many bushels you had on your truck or your oh. wagons. Okay. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And so, and so, so from the once- elevator... Where does that where does that grain go from the elevator? How does that end up in our um, in our grocery stores? The way it ends up in our grocery stores is a lot of the feed. Now the percentage I'm not exactly sure of. They grind it up and put it into feed since we live in a livestock area. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, um hogs, cattle, and it'll, it'll go back into feed for the livestock around here. And then and that turns around, and then you sell your livestock to wherever, and then that'll be the pork chops and the steaks in the grocery store. Gotcha. Yep. So in reality, what you said, because for corn, it can all, that also turns into feed, and I, I guess I should have explained right. that too, because the corn and soybeans turns into feed for the animals. But in other parts of the country, mm-hmm. the soybeans would turn into like soy milk. And am I right on that? And turning into those type of yeah, things. Yeah, you know, I, you know, I kind of spaced that off about where the soybeans go. Okay. Uh, but yeah, they would bring them away to, you know, I don't dare to say right now. Sure. sure. And no. um, but. And and I think it takes, you know, we can bring our corn into the elevator, but it isn't the ones, it, this isn't the corn that'll make you cornflakes, I don't think. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And here the, in the Midwest, it's be that's right. That's right. right. Here in the Midwest, that goes into right. feed. I guess I should remember that. Yeah. It goes into feed and then that goes back to the animals. And then eventually you, we, you know, that turns into our grocery store, meat at our grocery store. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yep. So, and so it's just, yeah, a, you know, it eventually gets there. That's right. That's right. And that's it depends on what part of the of product, country, but it, that's right. Depends on what part of the country mm-hmm. you're in and what, you know, what people are growing 
on their farm. Yeah. But it really is, um, it really is true because, you know, always dependent on the weather. And that is one thing when you have a business and you have to depend on the weather, that's, that's huge. Especially, you know, Mm -hmm. if you're in, if you're in a state where it's hot all the time or it's decent weather, well, here in the Midwest, we have all four seasons and sometimes those seasons progress into the next season and don't let that season have its full season. (laughs) So it can be, Mm -hmm. um, it can be Mm -hmm. very frustrating, but we have two minutes until break. So when we come back after break, I want to learn about, first of all, because after harvest, you and your family have a fun get together that you do. And then we're also going to talk about something else that Linda does. And um, it's just absolutely beautiful. Um, She is an artist beyond artists. And she just does such (laughs) wonderful things. But also, um, uh, one thing I wanted to mention, and I mentioned this in my Facebook Live. And ladies and gentlemen, I always do a Facebook Live before my show. So, But Linda, for farmers, what I absolutely love about them is how they come together to help each other. Like if somebody is in an accident or somebody's sick or like Linda had to have a couple of surgeries, people come to help. Your kids came to help. You know, neighbor, what I noticed when we were growing up at my grandma and grandpa's farm one time at Thanksgiving, um, uh, there was somebody that had a fire and, you know, all the neighbors went to help and it was just the coolest thing ever. And that's what we do. Right? We help each other, yeah. and that is just such mm-hmm. a blessing. And that is one thing I've always admired about. Far- well, many things I admire about farmers, but that is another thing that I mm-hmm. admire. You just all come together. So, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. when we come back after break, we're going to talk more to Linda about her after harvest okay. party that they do with their family, which is very fun, and then also get into her artistry work. She's got beautiful work. She's even sold some, and. Um, Linda is big into the red, white, and blue as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after break. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Are you tired of being just the status quo? Are you tired of not earning what you are worth? Most of my clients have fear to blame for that. Overcoming fear and feeling empowered helps navigate you to becoming your better self. As one of my clients says, Joe, you are a shining light in a dark world. Wow, that says a lot. Let's get you going to becoming your better self and recognizing when fear and obstacles come into your life. We all have fear and we need to overcome it in order to go for it. Let's help propel you to live your best life. Contact me at joehosman.com. I have a special offer just for listeners of Go For It. Learn how to maximize your business through the art of a mastermind. Being in a mastermind group can help propel you farther in life and business. Plus, you can also help others in their life and business. A mastermind group is defined as a peer-to-peer mentoring concept used to help members solve their problems with input and advice from the other group members. Since you are listening to the show, there is a place for you in my next mastermind group. For more information, visit joehosman.com. Streaming live, the leader in internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. listening to go for it 
to reach Joe Hausman with a comment or question about the show, please send an email to joe at joehausman.com. That's J-O at joehausman.com. Now, back to Go For It. Welcome back to Go For It. This is Joe with my wonderful friend and my wonderful guest, Linda Sylvie. So she's been talking to us today about farming and just the ins and outs yeah. and what from planting to harvest and all this fun stuff. But now for the last part of the show, I also wanted to talk about, because their family does this really cool thing called After Harvest Shopping Spree. And I'm almost envious. Yes, we do. <laughs> because, Are you? Because, well, no, I can see can't. why, because it is the ultimate. It is the ultimate. Yes, I would well, think it would just be I fantastic. It is. It really is. Everybody looks forward to it. We it started out when our children, our our girls were small, and um, you know, then I was out there in the tractor, and I was always nearby. Either they were with us, or maybe they were just old enough to old enough to be on the yard by themselves. And I was just across the road. You know, I don't. I never like to leave them alone. But anyway, they would get, they were very patient, but yet we would always say, after harvest, we'll go shopping. Mm -hmm. So then every year it was the same thing. Mom would be busy in the field and and they would have to be home kind of alone. I said, well, after harvest, we'll go shopping. So that was, oh, way over 35 years ago. And so that tradition has kept on. Mm -hmm. Back in the day... We, I took two little girls to Sioux Falls for an afternoon. Mm-hmm. Today, it is two girls, their husbands, and four grandchildren to a weekend in Omaha. And your husband. And we go shopping. And your and husband. And my husband. <laughs> yes. And we, it is so much fun. We get a motel with a pool. Kids love it. The kids love to swim. The kids love to shop. And then on Saturday night, <laughs> we have what we call show and tell. We get mm-hmm. to show all that we got. So anyway, Lauren and I, that's our that's our big quote unquote holiday. Absolutely. We give our kids some after harvest money and we let them go shopping. And oh. it is fun. That sounds like so. so anyway, and what a great family family get together. It is fun. It is very yeah. very enjoyable. Um, we we look forward to it so much. Everybody does. I know this one year. I don't know how we brought it up, but we said, "Well, shall we just do this instead, or shall we do this instead of after harvest shopping?" And no way, we are going to do after harvest shopping. So anyway, it's continued and i know it'll continue for as long as i know that's right and along with the grandkids now they're used to it they're old enough now that they know what's going on so yeah they um, are that i just think that's so cool i love to see your pictures like when you go after harvest shopping spree so then she posts really cool pictures oh yeah yeah so anyway now so that's the exciting part because you know you have to reap what you sow right so for anything in business or life you have to reap what you sow you have you know, you work yep. hard during the year. You that harvest is hard mm-hmm. work, and you know you yep. said it takes like a month. Well, then you you get to reap the benefits. So now another yeah. thing Linda does that, and on my Facebook Live, I actually showed the picture of 
remember when you did my words of wisdom on Voice America? So I that's, do remember that. Yeah, so that picture saying, so years ago, ladies and gentlemen, I used to have a little store in my town, and um, it was, and Linda made uh, pictures and then had the wood around it and coffee. So I still have some of those, Linda, that are up in my kitchen. And, um, oh, do you? <laughs> yes, because Linda and I love our coffee. Love, 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 love. So, but she also <laughs> we takes do. the most beautiful portraits. Beautiful portraits. Mm -hmm. And also, Linda loves the red, white, and blue. So just recently, she painted in her yard the flag. And I wish we could show pictures of it because it was absolutely <laughs> beautiful. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, oh, this girl's you. got so much talent. But anyway, you had a bunch of pictures that you took. And at one of your local clinics, they purchased some of those from you. Am I correct on that? They did. Yes, yeah. they did. Yeah. I have 17 Seventeen portraits in the local clinic, mm -hmm. and she took me to that clinic to show me around. And the pictures are just gorgeous. She takes them. God, you take them of everything: the sunset, the sunrises, uh, birds, um, yeah. different things within the city, and just all kinds of different yeah. things. See the ones, the pictures that are in the local clinic. They are local pictures. That's what they okay. wanted, mm -hmm. like of the, of the local. Um, park you know there's a river running through there and of the water tower area there's an old bridge and so and that one one picture is um a picture of lauren in the combine you know come oh, down the hill cool and yeah, yeah yeah so lauren is in there too so mm -hmm. anyway so yeah i was very honored very honored to be asked to have those in there so but you do such, but what I even got you into the photography business? What got you thinking that you like to take pictures? Because Lord knows, I try, I ladies and know. gentlemen. I just don't take very good pictures. <laughs> but Linda, <laughs> she's got a gift. She's got a true gift. Oh, well, thank you. But you know what? I do, I appreciate the compliment. But you know what? I have to give credit to technology, too. Mm -hmm. Because, you know what? I can take about... 300 pictures, and then you go to edit them, and, you know, maybe there's only a couple that turn out, you know? Oh. Mm -hmm. yep. You know what I mean? And I'm going to, and she actually so, took some pictures for me for a website one time or something I was doing, and then um, I'll probably be going to, I might have to ask you again because there's some other pictures I need, but what do you do with the pictures that you have now? I know you post a lot of them on Facebook, but do you, yeah. do you sell them now? Do you um, put them into frames? No. Um you don't do anything with no. them? Well, I just have them on my computer. Um, <laughs> I like, well, I tell you what, I, I have to tell you what I just did. When we remodeled our kitchen, our added on, in our next room, there was a window area that was a window. Well, we had to enclose it. And so then on the other side, it was just, we had to close it up. So it's a window that is boarded up. Well, I put a fancy board on there and stained it and varnished it and everything. But anyway, here's this window. And so I have this. This is my favorite picture. I was coming home from one from our daughter, and I saw this beautiful sunset. And I happened to get a picture of the sunset with the windmill. Mm. And it was, well, I loved it. Mm -hmm. So anyway, I ordered a picture, 30 by 60, to put in that window. So 
So there's going to be a sunset in my living room within the next couple of days, because I think it's about here. And so then I'm going to put like a pane in there, so it looks like a window, like there's window panes in there. And I don't know if I'll do a curtain or not. I don't want to do, I don't want to cover up my windmill. So hopefully that will look all right. So that's what I did do with um, some. So yeah, I do, I do um, hang some up in my house. Yeah, and um, you also take one some uh, birds too, and then also uh, was did you have some of a bald eagle? Oh, oh yes. Yeah, I, I think you have did, an area I haven't lot the last couple of years, but there was uh, one sunny day. There was a ton of bald eagles, and I had some awesome pictures of bald eagles. Love that bird. So, so cool. I had one picture one time. There was a whole group of them, and um, they were flying around, and I was going, click, 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 click. And I, uh, until I got home to edit it, those eagles were all fighting over a dead chicken. And you could see this dead chicken falling in the sky. Oh. <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's funny. So, well. Kind of, not really, but yeah. Yeah, it is funny. <laughs> but the pictures that you <laughs> well, take, that's I mean, it's eat just, off of. That's right. That's right. Thank now, you, another girl. thing, another thing that Linda does, and I, I'm just here to brag her up because she really is just been a godsend to me, but you also write poems for people. And Linda is one, also one of those people that will dress up and go sing at different events, funny songs, you know, funny, but <laughs> meaningful songs too. So Linda is really good oh, about writing poems or like if somebody retires or somebody passes or passes away or whatever the case may be, you're really good about writing poems for that. And then for fun events like retirements or birthdays, she dresses up in her different outfits and she goes and she sings to them when they're least expecting it, which is really pretty funny. And um, <laughs> however, she also surprised me on my 50th birthday uh, coming in through my back door, uh, yeah, mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> which was really funny, actually. I was doing a Facebook Live, and all of a sudden, she knew how, where I was doing it at, and she came in and popped in, and so that was that was a blast, actually. That was really fun. <laughs> so, but Linda, I just thank you. Yeah, I just thank you for all you do, and thank you for what you know what you do for your community. Um, I know mm. you know people just adore you, and you are just oh. a blessing. Seriously, oh, you are, thank and you. for all the work that you do, that you and Lauren do in the farm, and it's just, mm. you know, it's a tireless, probably and tiring job, but you keep going mm-hmm. year after year, and like you said at the very beginning of the show, you don't give up. Yeah, yeah. Right? You just keep going, you know, sometimes things are good, sometimes things are bad, and you just, and then that's with everybody, everybody faces that. That's right. In in whatever profession they're in. Yep. Yeah. Especially during this time. And normally, you know, I don't talk about current events, but the COVID is going on. And unfortunately, right now we've Mm -hmm. had riots. And so people, you know, people are kind of on edge about a lot of things. But and I love those words. Don't don't give up. And if you can really install that, instill that into your brain and just know that tomorrow will always be a Mm -hmm. better day. Yeah. Um, there's, there's always yeah. better days to come. There is, mm-hmm. you know, it's just the, it may be cloudy now, but the sun is behind it. Right. 
Right. And like last year, you guys had really wet weather. I mean, we had last year, I mean, we had flooding in the spring and we had flooding in the mm. fall. And it was uh, yes. it was kind of a tough year. And now this year, we've had a yep. beautiful spring, you know, beautiful know uh, start to uh, the end of spring, I guess. We'll be yeah. coming up on summer pretty soon. Mm -hmm. But so it even though one year nice. might be bad the next year, and, you know, you've persevered through a couple surgeries now, and, you know, you just have come yes. out on top. Uh, yeah. So hopefully you no know, more like of those. I, so I said, I, I know, but... Um, about, about this harvest thing, I, I don't think I finished my one saying I like. Harvest is intense, but it's rewarding. Mm. And isn't that the isn't it that really the gift is. of life? Harvest is intense, yeah. but the yeah. but it's rewarding. And that just doesn't go yeah, for farming; it, really it goes is. for everything in life. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, different people. We have harvest in October, and you know, for other people. It's harvest all year long. They're busy. Mm -hmm. That's right. And other times it's, you know, harvest once a year or once every two years or so. So we just never know. But Linda, mm -hmm. unfortunately, we have to end the show. So I thank you so much for being my friend, first of all. You're but also for coming on the show you're today. Welcome. Yeah. And thank you so much for your wisdom and keep doing what you're doing. And um, you and Lauren are a treasure and I treasure our friendship. And um, thank, thank you, you for being no, thank you for what you do for all of us and for the animals um, well, that you feed. And so, and ditto, ditto. I mean, it it works both ways. Kind of like the common saying lately is, "We're in this together." We're in this together is right. So, ladies and gentlemen, to reach your full potential, becoming bigger, better, bolder, and stronger with each and every day. You can check out my website, joehosman.com. Uh, there I have that free download for you, The Power of a Positive Mindset, and the seven steps you can start today to have a positive mindset. And always remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. Uh, Linda is a true example of that, and so are so many. All of us are true examples of that. But always remember, you are stronger than what you give yourself credit for. So go out and be great today. Be great always. And along the way, show some kindness and love wherever you go. Be a blessing to others and have, you know, just give somebody a smile because we never know what other people are going through. Have a great week. God bless. And we're going to see you here next week for another exciting show. Thank you for listening to Go For It. Be sure to come back next Thursday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time for another edition with your host, Joe Hausman, on the Voice America Variety Channel. Have a great day and an even better week.